0: Thanks for tuning in to the Move Mind podcast. I am your host, Harry Davis. I believe I have never introduced myself formally before. This episode, we're going to talk about yoga, its uses, why so much of it is full of shit, and how you can use yoga for your body. However, let's just clarify some terms quickly. I'm going to be referring specifically to asana. Which is one of the eight limbs of yoga we'll get into that a little bit more shortly but we'll be using the term yoga and asana interchangeably as yoga is a system there are a lot of parts to it but the part that we're most familiar with is asana and we use the term asana and yoga interchangeably in the west when we go to a yoga class very often 99 percent of the time that is an asana class or the physical component of the yogic system so when we talk about how to make asana work for your body or how to make yoga work for your body now the reason why I wanted to talk about this is I do believe that asana has a lot of uses for everyday people athletes grapplers any physical lifestyle whatsoever asana is useful it's ancient okay yoga is it's got to be at least 2000 years old if not older i don't know what the original evidence of it goes back to but it goes back a long time if it's stuck around for so long maybe there's something in it so it's got a use but unfortunately the yoga world is also full of shit, which we're going to get into a little bit in a minute as well There was a book I read a few years ago, which I really enjoyed, by a chap called Theos Bernard, called Hatha Yoga, A Report of Personal Experience. It was a fantastic book, and I recommend you read the book, but I am going to give you a spoiler and a summary right now. This guy travelled to Tibet, I believe, and India, and from memory did on average about three sessions of yoga a day or three sessions of asana a day with various teachers over a period i think of about 3 to 5 years asana and some of the other parts of the yogic system and what did he conclude this guy had a had a phd from the west i think from from america and he went out there in the 20th century early 20th century what did he conclude he concluded that yoga Specifically, asana is good for your health. Okay, so he didn't learn to levitate, he didn't reach samadhi, the state of kind of enlightened bliss, he didn't, you know, travel through walls and whatever various other esoteric claims were floating around at the time and perhaps still to this day. He concluded that it was good for your health. And I would agree, I think that's really the only reason you need to bother with asana is because it helps take tension back out of your body as a system. Okay. With all the training we do with lifting and grappling and whatever whatever other sports that you're into, you're putting tension into the system very often. Asana is a great way to take that tension back out of the system, but very often it gets convoluted as a so many, so much other shit gets chucked into the mix with yoga that people, often get frustrated with it lots of people that i know have concluded they don't like it and i think they're throwing the baby out with the bathwater. and let's dip into a few sort of reasons as to how you can avoid that and then how you can make it work for you so yoga as a industry which it isn't industry i'm sure it's a multi-million dollar industry is mostly full of shit unfortunately It came over to the west, I think, in the sort of late 60s, 70s, from what I can understand, maybe a little bit earlier. And ever since then, we've been pretty much on a path of Chinese whispers and diluting it from what it is. Now, yoga is an eight-limbed system, and those eight limbs are across various areas, asana being the main one that we'll be talking about, pranayama, which is a a breath-based practice, or... You could argue sort of the early origins of breath work then there's a meditation component and then there's lots of other angles which are arguably far more esoteric than the asana component asana and pranayama are probably the easiest to prove with science or disprove with with science in the sense of that they 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 work to to gain flexibility uh, mobility and stability with asana and the breathwork does work to improve oxygen uptake, carbon dioxide tolerance, etc. The other elements perhaps a little bit more esoteric and harder to, to take through the scientific method as to whether they work or not. And because of Theos's Bernard's sort of conclusion that I alluded to earlier with yoga being good for your health or asana being good for your health i really think asana is the only bit you need to bother with especially with regards to helping your body you don't need to worry about the rest of it but yoga is so full of shit because it's got these eight limbs to it an eight limb system that's arguably quite complex and it seems to be that it's been diluted as it's been relayed through to the west i'm sure you've all come across the usually caucasian yoga teacher that's changed their name to whatever name their guru gave them and now they only wear white and they have to walk around with a certain number of neck beads around their neck and there's something a little bit forced and fake about this kind of archetype you get a lot of people that immerse into yoga to use it as an escape as any other industry again, unnecessary for unlocking its benefits. You get a lot of people that become yoga teachers whose education to go and become a yoga teacher was awful, arguably. A friend of mine is a yoga teacher and it let slip one day that one of the big qualification companies involved in yoga requires no proof from yoga teachers what their syllabus needs to be in order to qualify other new yoga teachers i think he said the example he could run a course on vegan cooking label it as a yoga teacher training course for 150 hours and he wouldn't be pulled up by this accreditation faculty on the fact he was teaching yoga cooking masked as a yoga teacher training course so the education is often a bit flimsy depending on who teachers have been with so it can be quite difficult to find a good teacher that's not using yoga as an escape that has had a decent education and knows what they're doing to teach asana properly so finding a good teacher is difficult I've found that myself but that doesn't mean that asana needs to be thrown out and you can learn without a teacher and I'm going to explain a process I've used to to help that that journey but a good teacher definitely helps and if you can find one or you can get one that's recommended to you then i would go there so it's a bit of a minefield and yoga is a nebulous term when you go to a yoga class you don't necessarily know what you're going to get unless you've been before very often i've been to yoga classes expecting purely the physical component of asana and i've been (laughs) sprinkled and sort of blessed with all these various other inputs and woo-woo statements and quotes and life advice from someone who is, you know, arguably arguably hypocritically escaping themselves anyway. It's not really what I'm going for. I'm not going to church. I'm going to do variations on the theme of stretching for the most part. And navigating around that can be difficult. But like I said, you you can figure this out yourself and teach yourself Without it being detrimental, a good friend of mine recently let slip that he was going to a yoga class that he'd booked on to eight weeks worth of classes at a frequency of once per week, and I was um, impressed. I was impressed. I said, "Oh, great! Like, um, are you enjoying it?" And he said, "No, not really." And immediately I thought, "Wow, you're only a couple of weeks in. Like, you've got a long way to go. Then, if you're not enjoying it, and you're going to stick it out, or you're probably just going to quit." So I asked him, I said, okay, interesting, you're not enjoying it. Like, what don't, what don't you like about it? And he couldn't really articulate necessarily clearly what it was that he didn't like about it per se. Obviously, there's a level of discomfort to holding positions if you're not ready for them, or if you're just really tight in general. Some of the positions can be really uncomfortable, understandable. So I rephrased the question in a slightly different way I said okay well where is your brain, where is your focus, where is your mind and attention when you're doing the class and then he was able to explain to me that his brain was well for lack of a better term all over the place and he was running dialogues through his head and having a lot of thoughts whilst he was doing the yoga class. still able to go through the motions of the sequencing under the teacher's instruction but his brain was elsewhere his brain was running a dialogue and narrating the experience about how much he didn't like it or how much discomfort he was in etc so i gave him two pieces of advice to see if it would help I say okay next yoga class i want you to try this i want you to focus on two things just two things nothing else for the entirety if you can of the 60 minute class I want you to focus on your breathing. So, deliberately breathing, attention on the inhale and attention on the exhale. And I want you to focus when you exhale, specifically where in your body you feel the areas of tension, preferably anatomically, if you know that, like anatomically, which he does, muscle groups. Where is the tension? And notice the relationship of your exhale. To that feeling of tension. Usually, what happens is as you focus on the exhale and relationship to the tension, the tension or the perceived level of tension starts to decrease with every exhale that you expend in that position. So, usually, the tension factor calms down. The muscle is stretching, usually, or at least the neural tension is reducing. So, I said to him, focus on your breathing and focus specifically on the muscle groups where the tension resides and that's it and i want you to see if you if you enjoy it more a week later i saw him again how was your yoga class he really enjoyed it and he did do what i had advised him to do in terms of where to put his attention very often when you go to a yoga class even if the teacher is good if you're tight or you haven't done much yoga before and you're not familiar with it You can do the entire class and not realize you've spent the 60 minutes in your head. Having a conversation with yourself about how shit it is, how uncomfortable it is. Oh, I don't like this. Oh, that person annoys me. Oh, can we just hurry up and move on? And you don't realize you've had this entire discourse with your your inner self, your inner voice. And then, unfairly, you can conclude that you didn't like it. Now, I'll be honest, I do find Asana difficult. There are some moves that i find really difficult and the longer that i've left those practices and those movement patterns postures etc the harder they are when i come back and if yoga is to be described described as the martial art of you against yourself or at least asana could be described that way it's quite easy to avoid yourself it's quite easy to just retreat into the recesses of your mind and just have a conversation about how shit it all is instead of just focusing on breathing and where you're at not where the frustration around where you want to be or where you thought you would be or the expectations that you had but where you're actually at and where the tension actually is in your body so it turned out he enjoyed the class and he stuck with it and I honestly think that's the best piece of advice I could give to anybody who's doing a yoga class or about to try the DIY methods I'm going to tell you now Is just focus on your breathing and where the tension resides and it's a good excuse to learn more about your own body's anatomy instead of just saying yeah my shoulders are tight specifically where are your shoulders tight when you go into downward dog specifically where is the tension in your hamstrings which one of the four hamstrings is the tightest this way you can really dive deep and start to build a bit of a connection and relationship with tension in your body As opposed to being distracted and not addressing it during yoga or even worse, not even bothering at all and just letting the tension build and build and build and having no way for it to release until, well, the far end of the the spectrum, you get an injury and then you're forced to address it. So, with that in mind, how can you take more of a DIY approach if you can't get to a class or you haven't got the time to go teacher shopping? etc what can you do if you're watching the video version of this podcast in the background there is a sequence and there's one sequence on loop and there's one sequence that i would suggest to you that you learn it's very easy to learn and your entire yoga asana practice can be founded around this sequence in fact this sequence alone ticks about 80 percent of the boxes with regards to Performing somewhat of a maintenance diagnostic on your body to see where the tension patterns are It doesn't tick all of the boxes, but most most of your tightness in your body can be found with this just this one sequence But what's beautiful about this sequence is once you learn it you can then just add on other stretches other positions other poses like Lego blocks into one area of this sequence and then you basically have a a, your own asana practice tailored to you without all the bullshit that usually comes with it so what is that sequence sequence is very simple sun salutation a is where you want to begin and that's the sequence that's on loop in the background here so it's basically a series of mini positions if you like in sequence from standing to the floor back to standing it's quite simple I think there's eight or nine stages to it. So that's what you want to learn first, sun salutation A. And there's thousands of videos demonstrating it. It's quite simple. There are breathing cues for each mini transition of the eight or nine stages. And it's worth just paying attention to where those are. I'm going to be releasing a video on how to do this sequence anyway. Coaching the the breathing points. So That'll be up soon. Once you've learnt Sun sun Salutation A, all you have to do is understand that you insert your new poses of choice, your new postures of choice. Let's say you want to work on hip flexors, you want to work on hamstrings, quadriceps and upper back. Let's say that thoracic twisting, for example. There are millions of yoga postures out there and some really good ones to tick off those various areas of tension and you're just going to insert that posture onto the end of the downward dog part of the sequence so from standing you'll do the Sun salutation you'll work your way down to downward dog and once you're in downward dog you're going to then use the Lego block approach and just add on the posture or the position that you want let's say to work on your quadriceps okay so you can just literally add it on there and then you go back into downward dog, you finish the rest of the sun salutation sequence, and then you can go back in and do it on the other quadricep, on the other side, on the other leg, out of downward dog, finish the sun salutation sequence, back to standing, and then you can go again, get into downward dog, and let's say you wanna do hamstrings. So now you add in the Lego block posture for hamstrings, and you get the idea. So it's just a Lego block modular approach of just adding on the poses to the downward dog position downward dog is like your hq if you like it's your hub and from there is where you transition into these new poses and the base sun salutation sequence stays the same you could just do the sun salutation sequence as well you can just do that it it works very well especially when you do high volume like at least 10 rounds of it you'll get warm and then anywhere from 10 rounds to 108 rounds seems to be the kind of cosmic spectrum of making it work for you i did blocks of just doing sun salutations in the morning and at minimum of 10 rounds and it and it worked but often for sanity's sake and especially for specific i'll never say that word specificity 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 specificity's sake adding the poses in off the downward dog Could really hone in on the areas of tension for your body and make Asana work for you. So I'm going to put a video up on how to do the sun salutation sequence and I'll also put a video up on how to add in these poses from the downward dog position and that is it. That's as simple as it needs to be. Your focus just needs to be on your breathing, where the tension resides in your body and from there you are good to go. You don't have to worry about any of the other crap. And this way, especially after jujitsu, if you train jujitsu, you can get five to ten minutes of taking the tension back out of your system whilst you're already warm and hot in a way that is not only good for you and good for your health, but calms your brain down, calms your body down, and you don't have to have all the crap that comes along with it. So, short episode today, just wanted to to highlight that asana is useful, that yoga is a minefield, and that you can learn this without a teacher. And I'm gonna help you how over the next few weeks. I hope this has been useful. Please share it around if you know someone who says that, you know, yoga is shit and it's just not for them, or, you know, they prefer to smack a punch bag than they would to go to yoga. It's probably because they've had a bad experience and thrown the the proverbial baby out with the bathwater so pass this episode on to them thank you for listening if you've got any questions or specifics about this topic please ping them over to me on instagram at MoveMind. and thanks for listening and i'll catch you next time